0: The Locked On NBA Mock Draft is out, and boy, did you all hate what I did. I kind of, I, I don't hate what I did, but I, I i agree with a lot of your criticisms. I thought I'd be able to hold off till Monday, but we need to talk about it. Plus, it's the Magic's 35th anniversary season, and there is a lot that's going to be celebrated uh, and, and a diswrap included. We'll get to all that on today's Locked On Magic.
1: You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey! You are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 16th, 2023. My name is Phil Prosmike. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, like I said, the N- the enemy the locked on NBA mock draft is out. Um, I did things, things that I regret, things that I don't regret, ideas that I don't regret. Uh, but definitely a lot of criticism from the Magic fan base. So I, I am going to take a moment to explain what I did, invite you to listen to it, um, disagree with it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm terrible at some of these things. Um, I, I'm reactive. I'm not proactive on this stuff. And, and, and this is kind of the reason why. Um, I'm going to chat about my philosophy, what I was thinking at the time, and more importantly, how things have changed. Um, because I do, I, I, I've been mentioning this to everyone that criticized me. He's like, "Yes, I agree that this isn't the draft that I would do today. It was a draft I I did when we 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 did it. it just I'll get to all that here in a minute." Plus, Carolina Magic unveiled their 35th anniversary logo and the beginnings of some of the celebrations. We'll talk about what to expect for this 35th anniversary season. Plus, Shaq's diss renews a big conversation that will be played out throughout the course of the season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay. I wanted to try and wait until Monday to do this. Um, Monday is our mock draft Monday. Talking about a mock draft seemed like the right thing to do. I have plans for Monday. It's our last mock draft Monday. There's some prospects I want to talk about during that show. Um, my mock draft isn't changing drastically. Um, I am planning to publish a fresh mock draft on Um, Sunday night, Monday morning. We'll see when that happens, but... Um, we'll chat about that, kind of my last run through the draft. Um, we'll do that on Monday. I thought maybe I could get away with holding off on this until Monday, but I created such a stir. And, and I, look, I agree. What I did in the Locked On NBA mock draft was controversial. It was controversial to the people that were in the room. I argued passionately. I don't know if it got to the episode or not, but I argued passionately for what I did uh, in, in the mock draft. I'm going to explain my reasonings here in a minute. I don't think I'm being irrational. And, And as I always kind of tell people like, look, I can be on, like, I'm not, I'm willing to give things a chance. I can be on board with things unless they're irrational, unless they're a step too far. Now, if you think I went a step too far, that's fine. If you think I mismanaged assets, I honestly, I would agree with you. Like, even after I did what I did, I was like, you know, on its face, this isn't a good deal, but there's something else at work behind it. So, Let me dive into what I, for some of you who are listening, like, what is he talking about? Well, we had a bonus episode yesterday, Locked On NBA Mock Draft, published in full yesterday. No waiting a day or anything. I picked at six, picked at 11. uh, And what I ended up doing was I drafted Grady Dick at six, which caused a big stir in the room. And honestly, the reason why I picked Grady Dick at six, because as I've said, that this whole draft process, my goal was to get a shooter. Um, we will sit here next on Friday, Thursday night for me, but Friday for, for you guys when it publishes, we will sit here on Friday. And if the magic don't have one of Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins, I will come on here. And I will say that I'm a little disappointed to be perfectly honest. Um, my goal in this draft was to come away with one of those two players. So you're probably asking yourself, so then why didn't you just wait at 11 for him? I'll get to that reason here in a minute. Uh, but part of the reason why was because I swung a trade. I went into this mock draft wanting to be aggressive and wanting to be aggressive seeking out veteran players. Um, I'll explain again why that was such a priority for me in a minute. But what I ended up doing with 11 is I traded 11, chuma Okeke and Bol Bol to the New York Knicks for Isaiah Hartenstein, and two second round picks, and one of those second round picks was Detroit's 2024 second. So that that's a pretty high level second round pick. I would agree. Before I even get into some of the reasons and some of the some of the underpinnings on that, on why I thought that was a good deal, I would agree on its face that is not a great deal for the Orlando Magic. Isaiah Hardenstein is not worth the 11th pick in most drafts, but. I think that backup center is such a critical role for this team. It's such a crit- it's the most critical immediate need for this team. And I did not like the options I had in free agency. I can fill a lot of roles for this magic team in free agency. If Taylor Hendricks is your guy, go I can go sign Trey Lyles. If finding shooting is what you think you need, you know, if Grady Dick isn't your guy and you say, well, you shouldn't have taken Grady Dick, well, yeah, sure. Gary Trent Jr. is out there. Monty Walker, to some extent, is out there. There are quality shooters out there. To me, the biggest deficit in free agency this offseason is that backup center role. And, and, and as I've noted, anytime I talk about the backup center role, Wendell Carter is going to miss 15 to 20 games. I hope he doesn't. I would love it if he doesn't. But in five years in the NBA, he's he has not played more than 67 games, I think, in the, in, in the season. That's... That's guaranteed 15 games he's going to miss. That's nearly a quarter of the season. I approached this in this mock draft though thinking that we are a playoff team. Thinking that this Magic team is going to the playoffs and I need to start doing things to set this team up for the playoffs. Now, Grady Dick at six is a reach. I will agree with that. I was not confident he would still be there at 11. I had a had a deal to move down from six that I wasn't so sure on. To me, Hartenstein was kind of the best backup center I could find. I had a deal in for Daniel Gafford as well set up that I would move down from six to eight. And today that's probably what I would do. Um, this mock draft we conducted, I think it was the week after the lottery. And usually we conduct this a little bit later. So, you know. And usually it takes a few days. Like it, it, we we did this all in like one Zoom call, which we've never done in, in my seven years doing Locked On, which, you know, great. That's, that's, that's It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing this draft. We all sat in, sat in, the, in a room and, and just commented on everyone's picks. And I got roasted and rightfully so. I was not confident Grady Dick would still be there at 11 um, if I stayed at 11. And to me, at that point, that was my prize. To me, at that point, what I was focused on in my draft analysis and what I was thinking the Magic needed to do was to set this team up for the playoffs. Um, I think I went in the room. I don't know if it made the show, but I think I went in the room and I said, look, the Magic don't need to get younger. They're the third youngest team in the league. If we're making the playoffs next year, if that's our goal, if that's what we want to do organizationally, I need some veterans. I need some older guys. And if I'm I'm not using the asset to its fullest – It sure doesn't, it it may not make complete sense to other teams, but for me and my needs and my goals, it made sense. Now I sit here and tell you that, that this is what I was thinking on that day of the mock draft. Um, I will defend my reasoning behind it. I think there's logic behind it. I felt like I left the draft a better team. Grady Dick gives me the shooting that I need and a rookie to develop. Isaiah Hartenstein gives me one of the best backup centers in the league, who was frankly misused in New York. We know the mat, we we believe the Magic had some interest in him. Last offseason, yes, he's an expiring, but now you get his early bird rights. You're you're set up with your backup center behind Wendell Carter for years to come, in my opinion. Honestly, in my opinion. Um, I I felt I left that draft a better team. Having said that, I will freely admit that a my focus for this draft has changed as I've talked about this draft, as I've begun to really break down some of these players and study these, these players. For me, that mock draft happened fairly early in my draft process. I am I, behind. I was behind on this year's draft. I'm not going to pretend and say that I was totally prepared. I had ideas of what I wanted to do in this mock draft. Certainly getting Grady Dick was something I was getting a shooter like Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins Getting one of those two was one of my goals in this this mock draft, so I, I accomplished that. Um, and filling out that backup center role, to me, that filled an immediate need, and I felt comfortable making a short-term play there. Again, I understand the dis- disagreements, and honestly, like sitting sitting here, I would tell Phil from three weeks ago when we did this mock draft, no, 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 man, no, 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 no. You, you, you got that part wrong. And I think that's something that's really important to recognize too. I, I'm I, I'm recognizing it at myself. I, I hope you'll give me the grace here too. Um, I do think I was too focused in that mock draft on the short term. And thinking that the playoffs were, you know, going for the sugar high, essentially. That's Jeff Whatman likes to call it. We're not going for the sugar high of a 7 or eight Um. I do think I made a long-term play. I, I, I think Hartenstein's a guy that would help this team, but that's either here nor there. I think I was going, I think I was going for the sugar high of, of let's, let's just get, make a playoff team. Let's shore this thing up a little bit more. Um. And relying a little bit too much on free agency. Having said that, if Asar Thompson were available, I think a lot of my misgiving and, and look, Grady Nick at six is a reach. When we did this mock draft, it was still a reach, but not as big big of one as it is now. It, it is very clear Grady Dick is probably going to be there at 11. Today, with the players that I had available, I wouldn't be thinking move 11. I'd be thinking, let me move down from six. I would take the gaff. I, I know I've pitched this deal a few times. I would take trading six and OKK, okay, okay, let's say, for eight and Gafford, Fill my backups underneath, still get, a, still get a bite at the apple in this draft. And then I'd be targeting Taylor Hendricks or Anthony Black. I was not prepared to do that back when we did this mock draft. Uh, I was I was not as high on this class, especially the middle of this first round class, as I was back then. At eleven, having taken Grady Dick already, I wasn't really into Derek Lively. And personally, like I liked I, I watched Derek Lively tape all day today. Um, profile up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com right now. Um, I think that Derek Lively would fit this team. I want a veteran in that backup center role. Um, I think you need someone solid that you can trust. Because again, Wendell Carter is going to miss 15 to 20 games. This is like just this, this like bear, b- bearing into the back of my head here. So, but to that point then, the information that we had or, or the, inf- the intelligence that was publicly available um, about big boards and, and all that, and, and the information, the research that I had done into this draft at that point was still very rudimentary. So, like you, I'm willing to criticize Phil, the locked on NBA mock draft Phil. <laughs> I'm very willing to criticize him because I would do things very, very differently today. Like I said, at six, I would take Asar Thompson if he's there. If Azar Thompson's off the board, I would think about Cam Whitmore. I'm I'm still lukewarm on Cam Whitmore, but I'd understand if the magic took him. Um, or I'd look to trade down from six into that eight, nine, ten range, get an extra asset. Still get a get a player like Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, maybe even Caseen Wallace, maybe even Kobe Bufkin, who might be climbing up boards. Maybe take that swing on Bilal Koulibaly that high, uh, and then at eleven, take care of my shooter with Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins, and if not him, take a Derek take a, take a Derek Lively. You can see. You, I hope you could just. I I I I think the lesson that I learned, and I, I hope the lesson that that I can convey here is that. Information changes. A mock draft done on one day is very different from a mock draft done on on another day. If you go back three weeks ago, mock drafts probably had Grady Dick at eight or nine. Now I don't see anyone that has him, you know, if if the Magic don't take him at 11, he's not going higher than 11. Um, I very rarely see Grady Dick going in the top 10. I I think him in the top 10 was fairly normal three weeks ago um, in mock drafts out there, which for whatever they're worth. Today, he's going 11 in the magic, and, and that's that. Um, it, it, it Things seem to have changed. The information, the intelligence seems to have changed, and that would have changed certainly how I reacted to this mock draft. So I accept and agree with all of your criticism. I'm not above being criticized. I deserve criticism. I did not treat this draft, perhaps with the respect that it deserved, in, in our NBA mock draft. Um at the, with the information and intelligence that I had at the moment and the things that I believe the magic needed to do, I, I probably shot, I shot for a single. Um, and I, I I don't think I, I didn't sacrifice any long-term assets besides the 11th pick, which, you know, is the 11th pick. Um, if you're getting a backup center 11, I think you're doing okay. But um, I, I understand the criticisms. I accept the criticisms. Um, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you that I was right. I was wrong in that mock draft. I'm I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to admit that I'm willing to say that. I'm willing to say that and I'm for sure saying I would play things out completely differently today. Uh, like I said, we'll go into these final options and these final scenarios next week when we get so close to the draft that we can taste it. but I do think it's really really important to note and to remember a mock draft is different. Every single day. If we decided to do Locked On NBA Mock Draft Part 2, all of us outside of San Antonio would act completely different. All of us would do something a little bit different. The result might be similar. Some some guys just may be like, yep, that's our guy. We're not going to change. But information changes, time changes, sitting with the picks change. Sometimes you overthink things, sometimes you don't. Maybe I underthought things. I'm I'm perfectly willing to say that. That's why I'm not a GM. Um, that's why I, I'm not usually into the prediction game. I'm admittedly terrible at trades and assessing the value of players. That's why I always say like find a framework for a deal. I, I don't like try to fill in those details. I try to find frameworks for deals. Um we found frameworks for deals. It's not like a, I don't think that's impossible to do. Um, but I will freely admit that that it that that draft. I'm happy with it. I understand what I was trying to do. I hope I conveyed that here with a little bit more clarity um and I understand if you disagree with it still um that that's 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 I, I would say if the magic acted, I wouldn't be upset if the magic acted how I acted in the mock draft again, the logic's there, but I would say I don't expect them to act like that uh, act like that maybe I never should have um. And I would expect this team to do something a little bit different, not to do something a little bit different, but to, uh, I would expect this team to use both picks. Um, I would expect this team to take one more bite at the apple. I know I've said on this podcast, I've come around, I, I think at the beginning of this draft process, I was like, no, let's, let's focus on need. Let's get a, a team player that's going to help us immediately, help us make the playoffs. When they, we did this mock draft, I was still in that mode. Now I've come around to saying, like, hold on. Now I've come around to saying, let's get that one last bite at the apple. Let's take a big swing on a guy. We have a second pick to cover us, get that shooter that we need. That's how we should move forward. My draft philosophy has changed in three weeks. What I think the magic need to get out of this draft has changed in three weeks. And I think, I don't think that's abnormal to what teams go through, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, You know, there, you know, there might be a, clarity of purpose uh you know that 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 happens but there might be competing interests and competing pur- competing purposes and you run through all those scenarios and decide which one's the best well very clearly magic fandom and magic twitter thinks that the go for the playoff scenario in the draft is a mistake well now we know that now we know what that looks like and how that plays out so let's play out the other way and say okay what is one more bite at the apple look like it looks like assar thompson or cam whitmore it looks like taylor you know taylor Hendricks. it looks like Philakulabali. It looks like Derek Lively. I've seen some people say, "Let's go, let's go get Dark Whitehead with that eleventh pick." Let's or even trade down to take a Dark Whitehead. Um, you know, a high high potential player that's dealing with a foot injury. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. That is the point of these exercises, more than anything else. Um, you know, I I know my approach. I I try not to say commit to one guy. Like I, like, I have some commenters who are like, the Magic need to do this. The Magic need to do that. And I would say, like, look, don't fall in love with a single prospect because if they don't draft your guy, you get upset. They still may have made the right pick. These guys have more information than all of us. So, you know, uh, either trust management to do their work and do the right job or you don't. And I think Jeff Waltman and his crew have earned a little bit of trust. Um, maybe I haven't. I, I, I will, I will, I will. Don't look at some of my other my previous mock drafts. Some of my previous locked on mock drafts are terrible, and and I will freely admit that Um, draft draft analysis isn't my greatest strength. Um, I don't watch all the college games. I'm an NBA guy. Uh, I focus on the NBA season. Uh, So I will I will freely admit where my weaknesses are and where my blind spots are. And this was perhaps a blind spot for me. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. defend myself a little bit for whatever it's worth. I appreciate everyone who commented. Uh, I appreciate everyone who uh, in in the Twitter and on Twitter or wherever I responded for letting me explain what I was thinking for letting me admit that, Hey, we did this mock, mock draft a little while ago. My thoughts have changed completely. I would do things very, very differently. You know, can't always bet on civility on Twitter. So I appreciate everyone on social media for, 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 letting me say Maya a Culper letting me say like, Hey, this is what I was thinking. I, I, I think I'm thinking something different now. Uh, I appreciate all, all of you for that. I appreciate all of you for giving me 20 minutes to explain myself here. So you know, if I need 20 minutes to explain something, maybe it wasn't the right decision to begin with. Uh, when we come back though, the Atlanta magic are getting set to celebrate their 35th anniversary season. We're going to dive into what to expect and the big debate. That's probably going to come to a head this time around. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first it's time for a quick word from our friends over at bird dogs. There we go. Bird dogs make you look good, plain and simple. They have the stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And and they don't look like they're stretchy pants or anything like that. They look like real khakis. You can you know, the shorts you can wear wherever, obviously, but I got a couple of the bird dogs like slacks and khakis. You can wear those to work. I wear my bird dogs to work all the time at my day, day job. They fit way better than stiff restricting cotton. They have this dull cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you can slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And they use anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. That is exactly what you need here in Florida, it's it's hot outside. I've been walking around outside a little bit. It's 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 summer, guys. Um, go to birddogs.com/slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com/slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: Orlando Magic unveiled their 35th anniversary logo as they get ready to celebrate their 35th anniversary season this coming year. It is a wonderful time. It is a celebration of the Orlando Magic's history. I love anniversary seasons. We're expecting to have all the luminaries back in the Amway Center at some point this season. I would hope, maybe maybe not all of them. Um and we're expecting a, a real great celebration of this team's past. Um as you Know for a team that does not have any championships, the Orlando Magic have a past that is a history that I think is really worth celebrating. And, and I love magic history. It's my history. You know, I grew up with this team, I follow I follow this team my whole life. I've lived a lot of this history. Um, it, it I always love celebrating the magic in magic history. And 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 we're gonna get into one of the big debates that's gonna probably come, I think will probably come to a head this season. But what should you, the fan, expect? For this 35th anniversary season, um, what should you expect? Well, we got the new logo. It's a 35 with the original Orlando Magic basketball logo uh, in the five. It's very, very cool. It's not this logo. This is the the newer logo. Um, we got the uh, the original logo is going to be going to be like sprinkled around a little bit more, um, which you know even the Magic acknowledged fans love the original logo. They love all the original stuff more than anything new. Uh, we are probably going to get a throwback jersey this year. Uh, the NBA rules stipulate that you can only wear throwback jerseys or retired jerseys uh, in an anniversary season. So we are in an anniversary season uh, this this year. So we will get to see uh, we will get to see uh, the Orlando Magic wear a throwback uniform. Now, which throwback uniform is still a little bit of a mystery. So far to this point, the Orlando Magic have only worn the original pinstripe uniforms. And look, no one is going to complain if that is the case again. Everybody loves the original Orlando Magic throwback uniforms. The pinstripes, whether they're white, black, or blue, I think the blue uniforms are the best Orlando Magic jerseys. The blue alternates alternates that started in the 1995 season, um, I think those are the best Magic jerseys ever made. Um, A lot of people would say it's the, the black or the white. But... Essentially, everyone agrees that the original pinstripe uniforms are the best. So far, the Orlando Magic have only worn those uniforms. Um, the first time the Orlando Magic brought those jerseys back out of retirement was during the 15th anniversary season back in 2004. Um, that was a year that is mostly forgettable, 21-61 and 61 year, the last year with Tracy McGrady. Um, but ever since then, they've rotated between those three uniforms. It was the black uniform in 2004. I believe it was the white uniform in 2009. They went to the blue uniform. The blue uniform in 2014. No, was it? No, no, They went back to the black uniform in 2014. It was a blue uniform, I believe, in 2009. Um, uh, no, a white uniform in 2000, 2009, 2009. Uh, the champion, the Eastern Conference championship season. Um, back to the black uniform in 2014. Famously, the jersey worn when Tobias Harris hit the game-winning dunk against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and then the blue uniform in 2019. Um, Again, we we saw that blue uniform, D.J. Augustin. I think Trey Young is still looking for D.J. Augustin's uh, blue uniform in in that game. Um, The rumor, though, going around is that for this anniversary season, the Magic are planning to revive one of the TMAC-era jerseys, those star uniforms that started in 1999 were worn through the 2003 season. Um, These uniforms are... Not as beloved as the uh, as the as the classic pinstripe, but they are still really nice. The like inlaid star pattern was really, really cool. Like Tracy McGrady makes everything look cool because T Mac is the coolest. Um, but uh but it, the rumor going around is that the Magic are gonna use these uniforms instead of the traditional pinstripes. Um whether that'll make people happy or not, I, I think generally people will like those uniforms too, and I'd love to see them back in the rotation some way. Um, but a lot of I think the discussion around the Magic uh, for the 35th anniversary season is going to be about Magic style um, and and Magic you know what the Magic's logo should be. Um, a lot of everyone is expecting a Magic rebrand, a little bit of a Magic rebrand or refresh uh, in the next few years. Um, you know, I I remember when the Magic introduced their current logo. I believe they introduced this current logo in 2000, not 2000, like 2000. 10 11 when they moved into the Amway center um I remember saying about this logo like look this logo is like the mature version of the original logo it's still got this the, it still got the secondary logo the streaking ball logo um it's the font is extremely plain they dropped the star for the a which just still just t- ticks me off that's the one stylistic thing that ticks me off it's it's like mature it's devoid of all personality in my opinion and And I, and I think, you know, I think everyone is like eager, you know, they've worn this Jersey set, essentially virtually unchanged since 2009. Everyone's ready for a bit of a refresh. And and I do think that I don't think we'll get that refresh this year. I think with the 35th anniversary season, the magic don't want to introduce another new logo. Um, They've got a 35th anniversary logo. They don't need another new logo. Um, But I do think we are coming close to, uh, you know, Alex Barnes has said that they've been working on a little bit of a brand refresh, we are coming probably close to a brand refresh and look, the magic have tended to change jerseys and change logos to align with different eras of the franchise. The magic dropped the pinstripe uniforms in 1999 as part of their 10th anniversary season to sort of distance themselves from Shaq. The Shaq era was done. There's Penny Hardaway's last year, Nick Anderson's last year. They were ready to move on and and change their look a little bit. Um, The next time they refreshed their jerseys was 2004 the T Mac era was coming to an end. They didn't think it was coming to an end, but they they changed their jerseys. It got very very plain and kind of it's grown on me a little bit since then. But I don't. I hope they don't dig those jerseys out for for a throwback night. Um, and then they changed their jerseys again in two thousand nine, right, right as Dwight Howard was getting ready to ascend and as that team was getting ready to to become championship team. Obviously, we have Paolo Ben now, and so it would not surprise me if the Magic are looking to get a jersey to kind of help define his era of magic basketball. So I think that's in the works. I don't think we'll see it, but we will see a throwback Jersey this year. And of course the most important thing that we could see during the 35th anniversary season is a playoff berth. I, I know that Alex Martin said after, during the 25th anniversary season, as the team was introducing the Orlando magic hall of fame, that's a tease for the next segment. Um, uh, he said that they, they were a little disappointed this isn't how they imagined spending their 25th anniversary season and a rebuild. Um, certainly, I think some of that had to do with wanting to still win games while Rich DeVos was still alive. Uh, but, uh, but certainly, they're hoping that this will be a full-throated celebration of both the Magic's past, present, and future coming up. Of course, anytime there's an anniversary season with your London Magic, The great debate comes back to the forefront and Shaquille O'Neal has certainly continued to weigh in on what he thinks about this debate. We'll talk about Shaq's diswrap as well as what the Magic should do and why it's it's time. Just frankly, it's time. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. There's a lot of great events coming to Central Florida here in the next couple of weeks. We've got Orlando City playing their games. Good luck if you got Inter-Miami tickets or not. They have plenty of other games. They're plenty of fun without Leo Messi playing. Fulham is coming to Exploria Stadium in July. There's plays still going on. I know I'm seeing Beetlejuice here in a couple of weeks. Um, it's it's a great time to be in Orlando. The summer summer is the best time to be in Orlando. And if you want tickets to any of these events or to get, get a head start on Orlando Magic tickets when the schedule comes out, then GameTime is the place for you. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, and redeem code NBA for $20 off.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So, on the internet, on Instagram, I believe, you know, Shaq went to Home Depot one of the things that no, no Magic fan is talking about is he bought a washer dryer set for a couple in, inside the Home Depot. Just he does this, he goes to stores, buy stuff, buy stuff for people because Shaq is actually a genuinely good human being. Um, but he was, you know, joking around like he usually jokes and dropped a few bars and noted once again that his jersey's been retired by the Lakers, by the Heat, but it hasn't been retired by the Orlando Magic. And that sparked the great debate, a debate that I honestly hope the Magic uses this 35th anniversary season to put to rest. The Orlando Magic, if you don't know, have her only one jersey retired, and that is number six for the fans. I hope they also retire 49, uh, but no one wears 49. But um, 49 is also hanging up in the rafters uh, in honor of the uh, in honor of the victims of the Pulse, Pulse nightclub shooting, um, but. The Orlando Magic have kind of drawn a very clear line in the sand. When Alex Martins announced the formation of the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame 10 years ago for the 25th anniversary season, he said we need to find, he said in that press conference, we need to find a way to honor our greats, to honor our history in a more visual and a more vivid way. This is how we've decided to do it. And people asked him, Would you consider retiring jerseys? Is that something that's been considered? And he said, it is something they've considered. There is a criteria to reach. To retire a jersey, no player has reached it yet, and and I think he, I think he said overtly that winning a championship first is is one of the things that they want to do before they hang jerseys in the rafters. That's fine. Everyone's allowed to have their own criteria. What one team does doesn't have to be what another team does. I'm a big fan of the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. I'm a big, I wish it was more prominent. I wish it had a bigger place inside the arena, inside the, the Magic experience over, over on the concourse. I think they've done a better job kind of centering it and making it more a part of that area of, of the arena. Um, but it is a great way to honor history. David Steele would not get honored without the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. You know, Daryl Armstrong probably does not get honored without the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. It is a good intermediate level to make sure key players in the franchise are recognized and remembered without giving them that humongous step of being the elite of the elite that retiring your jersey would get. However, player relations are really, really important and players talk and players know what's real and what's not real around the league. And and players know which teams take care of their people. And frankly, the Magic have not always done great taking care of their alumni. I think they've gotten a lot better at it in the last decade since bringing in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. And certainly over the last few years, I think they've gotten a lot better at making sure their alumni are present in the arena and recognized for their contributions to the franchise. When they point out that Hito Turkoglu is out of game and he gets a standing ovation, that's something they didn't really do except for the last like five years. Um, And it's important that they do this. And the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame is great. But I have to agree with Shaq here. I've come around on this. I agree that every team should have their own criteria, should have their own process of honoring their own history. But it is time to retire jerseys. It is time to give that last step and recognize this team's history. Because, you know, again, if Shaq ever does buy the Orlando Magic, I guarantee you the first thing he does is he will hang his 32 in the rafters. And guess what? It will be deserved. I know people say he only spent four years here, but there is no Orlando magic. There is no culture of this team without Shaquille O'Neal. There's, Orlando is not what it is today without Shaquille O'Neal as a city. I believe that firmly. Shaq is so important to this team that he deserves that honor. Does he deserve a statue outside that's like a step above retiring a jersey? Probably not. I don't think any, I, I honestly, only probably Nick Anderson's earned statue. Um, and people would probably dunk on the magic for doing that for reasons that don't need mentioning here because they're stupid. Nick Anderson's awesome. Um, I believe it is time to retire jerseys. And I think the thirty fifth anniversary season is a perfect time to start. The list of players who are left to add to the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame is getting smaller. They've done a really good job with the, they've done a really good job with it. They've added the right players. I've successfully predicted the players that they've added. Uh, you know, essentially, they're so far behind, they're catching up with 25 years of history, that it's not about who to add to the Hall of Fame. It's about what order to put them in. And we are getting to the point now where players from the 2019 team should get in. Um, I, I would say the only people that are left that need to be in that, that aren't in already are scott skiles who's not coming so that's don't you can't throw him into the hall of fame unless he's there to, to to receive the honor he's not doing that um i think those emotions are still fairly raw um jeff turner i think jeff turner should get in both as a player and a broadcaster you know i think that's a magic hall of fame certainly a key part of this franchise's history if Matt Guokas wants in, I think if Matt Guokas will come and accept the honor, I'd love to see Maddie back in the building and 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 have Maddie get recognized for that. Um, I you know he's so key as a broadcaster and obviously he's the first coach of the team, uh, and, and the beginning stages of this team. Um, and then who's the last guy that I had on my list? Uh, Alex, I have Alex Martin's on my list. Yeah, say what you want about it, he deserves to be in. Um, and I you know I don't think I have anyone else be uh, before the two thousand before we start naming the two thousand nineteen the next guys that should be in are essentially going to be Jameer Nelson, Richard luicito Turkulu, And I think it's really hard to add any of those guys before you add Dwight Howard. And so now you're suddenly waiting for Dwight Howard to end his career and retire, which doesn't appear to be happening anytime soon. So if you're doing a 35th anniversary season and you got to honor players and you got to bring someone big in for your anniversary season, I think the answer is kind of obvious what you have to do. You have to take that next step. Now, that's the silly reason. The real reason it's time to retire jerseys is because we are entering a stage where fans only know the Magic's history through the stories that older fans tell or through what's in the fan experience at the Amway Center. The collective memory is starting to fade. And this is how I came around to retiring jerseys. I used to be like very cool with what the Magic did. I was like, the Hall of Fame is great. I love it. Let's keep that. That's our thing. You don't have to retire jerseys. I was cool with it. But then I started to think, how many fans, how many Magic fans are going to remember Nick Anderson for what he gave to this team, for what he did for this team? And how many Magic fans are only going to associate him with game one of the 95 finals? To me, what preserving history means is you preserve that collective memory. You preserve the good of what a player did for your franchise. And obviously, the first number that you hang in the rafters belongs to the original member of the Orlando Magic. The first guy that was part of this team, played 10 years with this team, is still a community ambassador with this team, has given everything of himself and his professional life to this Orlando Magic franchise you hang number 25 in the rafters first. Nick Anderson always comes first. And to me, as someone who grew up watching him, loved watching him play, to me, that is so important. To me, making sure this fan base remembers, recognizes, respects, and reveres Nick Anderson is like my... It's like the most important mission as a magic historian because he has one moment that is so negative (laughs) that that if if you only know magic history through national media, if you only watch this magic moment, which is a great documentary, that cannot be how magic fans remember Nick Anderson and now that there's a whole generation of people who haven't seen him play cuz you know he left the team after the 99 season so it's been 24 23 seasons since he last played there are people who never saw him there are magic fans who never saw him play that don't understand how important he is and so when you hang that banner up in the rafters you're forced to a recognize his importance everyone who enters the arena bowl will see that 25 and recognize his importance and it forces you to remember him positively. It's it is a little, little bit of you know propaganda. And I'm 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 here for Nick Anderson propaganda. Nick Anderson propaganda is good. That is why I believe the Magic need to start retiring jerseys. And yes, after you do 25, 32 for Shaq, one for Penny, one for T Mac, 12 for Dwight. That's where I cut it off. I've seen some people say that that maybe Nikola Vucevic should be up there, and I love Vucevic. Vucevic is my guy. He's an Orlando Magic Hall of Famer all the way, not retiring his jersey. Uh, I've seen some pitches, and I've maybe pitched this myself, that Daryl Armstrong might deserve a jersey retirement. And look, I love Daryl. Daryl is at home in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, but I was the other one that I was thinking of um, to get in the Magic Hall of Fame. Um, Daryl Armstrong deserves his place in the Hall of Fame. That's a cutoff for me for jersey retirement. Jersey retirement is for the Mount Rushmore guys. And that Mount Rushmore is Nick, Penny, Shaq, T-Mac, Dwight. I know that's one extra, but that's my Mount Rushmore for the Orlando Magic. Those are the five most important players in Orlando Magic history. And so if the Magic want to make a big splash this 35th anniversary season, Shaq is right. It's time to retire jerseys. That doesn't mean Shaq comes in this year. But... A surprise ceremony for Nick Anderson would be awesome and emotional. Um, Not not a surprise ceremony because you you need to plan it. You have to get everyone in. But a surprise announcement for Nick Anderson would be awesome and would set the table for like, okay, we are ready to really seriously celebrate our history and and, and play some catch up on things that other franchises would have done a long time ago. It's time. And this 35th anniversary season is a perfect time to do it. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast and listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicGala.com. Like I said, my uh, profile on Derek Lively is up on the site right now. Um, or should by the time I publish this, it'll be up. So definitely check that out. Uh, Really interesting prospect. We'll have a couple more uh, draft profiles coming up before we get to the NBA draft. Of course, we'll be back with Mock Draft Monday on Monday. For my everyday listeners preparing for Monday's mock draft, I'm going to kind of do best case, worst case scenarios, or I'm going to do you know I'm thinking of doing from this mock draft like okay here's who they pick, here's their other here's the other option, here's the other guy that they could look at. We'll really dive into what the Magic's options are on our Mock Draft Monday on Monday. So definitely check that out when we get to it on Monday. And of course, please, it's big time of the year for the latest news and thoughts on New Orlando Magic. Check out my subtext. You can go to joinsubtext.com slash magic. That's joinsubtext.com slash magic for more info. Um, I may be putting some subtext exclusive stuff on there. I'm trying to figure out how to do some some of that stuff. Uh, but we will chat plenty on there. It's like having my cell phone. It's like being able to text me directly um, and talk to me about the Orlando Magic. I'm, I'm always here to answer questions, so I'm very, very looking forward to that. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic. This has been Phil Prosman Right. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown.